The report is clear and direct. The climate crisis is causing a child's rights crisis. In areas of severe drought, access to water and sanitation becomes a luxury. Children living in cyclone regions are often denied schooling because infrastructure is destroyed and rebuilding takes years. Barren lands and extreme heat conditions exacerbate poverty as it increases difficulty for subsistence farmers. Yet the climate change conversation is being presented academically in environmental political arenas. UNICEF's Deputy Director for Advocacy, Valentina Otmacic. With this report, actually, we are much more aware where and how are children most vulnerable to uh, the climate crisis. And the findings are really uh, alarming. Uh, They are alarming because we know that over 1 billion children live in extremely high-risk countries. That means that really their future will be severely jeopardized if we don't take climate action now. The top affected countries are in sub-Saharan Africa. Nigeria and South Africa are placed at the highest risk for heatwave exposure. The eastern and southern African regions are water-vulnerable. Countries like Somalia and Madagascar lacking adequate water resources. Mozambique remains at high risk on flooding from tropical storms and cyclones. With all these risks, the disease vector exposure for sub-Saharan Africa is categorized as high. Diseases such as malaria, dengue and even the Zika virus will be common. Atmacic says that the climate crisis should be responded to like the current COVID-19 pandemic. If we treat something as an emergency and a crisis, we can mobilize very fast. We can give up some of our, our usual lifestyles uh, in order to, to, to mitigate the imminent risks. We have to start dealing with climate crisis in the same way. Uh, way in a much bolder uh, way that we have been doing uh, so far. So we also need to make sure that the recovery from the pandemic is a green recovery. Uh, the worst we could do is go back to the old uh, systems uh, of living. So there is an opportunity here to make sure that the post-pandemic world is a green world. These extreme weather changes are so severe for a continent that is the least contributor of greenhouse gases. Africa's lack of resources also poses additional vulnerability as governments battle to work towards mitigation and, even more importantly, adaptation mechanisms. Samuel Godfrey is the East and Southern Africa's Director on Water Sanitation and Hygiene and says despite being the most affected, legislations are failing to protect children. Uh, The report um, highlights very clearly the voice of children and youth and within the report it specifies that water and access to water is one of the key factors that young people are calling for uh, when they begin to look at the impacts um, of climate change on their lives. Now governments themselves uh, need to uh, codify really the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child. In the report uh, we emphasise that almost 60% of the nationally determined contributions, um, which are the government contributions um, specifically to to climate change, they do not contain any reference to children or youth. Achal Panchal is a community worker from Bourne, central South Sudan. She works with the local water management committee, which received solar-powered water systems that help pump clean water from underground resources. 
Because Bohr's weather averages around 30 degrees Celsius, the solar system is reliable in pumping water supply when power supply has been disrupted. Panchal, speaking through an interpreter, says this is the one way they've learned how to adapt to the harsh lifestyle brought on by climate change. She says, however, government still has the responsibility to do more. And here in, uh, in board where we are, we only have one we only have one water supply, which is not enough during the dry season. And therefore, it is important that if the government can have a permanent water supply, uh, a station whereby the issue of the water cannot be a problem, it can also can also support the community. Preparedness and early warning systems are part and parcel of a larger necessary agenda for climate risk management. The Children's Climate Risk Index is an important document that highlights the dangers future generations face. As world leaders prepare to meet at this year's Climate Change Conference COP26 in Scotland, UNICEF wants the negotiations and discussions to centre the rights of children, but also bring the young people to the negotiating table. Children should be able to fight for their rights or, at the very least, have the avenues to hold governments accountable for failing to protect them. COP26 takes place in early November. I'm Noma Polani in Johannesburg.